Welcome back to the um, podcast. It's nice to have you all listening. Um, today is going to be a little drift. Um, I thought I'd talk about some confidence and doubt mannerisms that I personally have and might critique or mention what other people might um, have, right? So... One of the things when dealing with my doubt, it comes out in either my poetry or drawings or creativity ideas. Recently, I can really focus on podcasts, right? Since that's where I'm starting off. This is the startup, the fetus, right? The baby. And so while it's developing into whatever it may be at the end of the season, it's simply not so simple. <laughs> and I can admit that, honestly, it's not simple. Um, and the fact of coming out with the information I would like to share and not share. And at the same time, just improv it, right? Just a little bit, just a little bit. I was riding in my car and i was rehearsing and i normally don't do that and i was rehearsing the beginning um it was just some short dialogue like hey welcome back you know just kind of see how i sound to myself and i was like what am i doing like why am i um rehearsing the beginning i don't even know what i'm gonna talk about yet um i don't even know if i want to talk i don't even know if i'm in the mood right and so i'm like why why wouldn't you be in the mood and um I'm like, are people really going to listen to this? Um, Do I really enjoy listening to myself speak? What message are you truly trying to give? You started this wanting to focus on mental health and are you truly focusing on it? And I have to talk to myself, right? I have to tell myself, um, yes, you are. You're not doing it directly, no, but you are doing it. Um, These different aspects of life affect our mental health, right? Um, I never want to go away from that truly, but I don't think I always have to mention it, right? Because I'm always talking about our emotional well-being, our um, mental stability, our mental, our mental fortitude. And so when it comes to mental fortitude, emotional fortitude, stature, stability, instability, those things play a part, right? And focusing on those separate elements are very keen, are very key to the survival of our mental health. So long as, you know, we are living at a functional level um, or capacity to communicate with others and to communicate with ourselves and the environment around us. So um, in that respect (laughs) is what I'm talking about. But um the doubt that you notice there is that i'm having a conversation with myself right i'm having a conversation with me no one else um i guess you could say kind of like now but when i'm speaking to myself it's coming from a very negative standpoint while having to deliver a positive standpoint i think doubt has a twin right he has a twin um i don't know exactly how i would call the twin but i would say it must be confidence right it must be that's its twin that's its counterpart maybe 
Uh, maybe doubt's twin is fear. And confidence's twin is bravery. And these things are not without the other, right? Um, you've read it. You've probably heard it. You've probably um, seen it. You know, you cannot have bravery without fear. And you cannot have courage, you know, without fear, right? Those things, I switched the words up. So, obviously, you couldn't have confidence without doubt, right? So, these things are always in balance of each other. You know, you can't have good without evil or evil without good, so to speak, huh? Vice versa. Um, I don't know how true it is, but it makes sense, right? You need a point of reference, so to speak. Maybe. Maybe you need a point of reference. Maybe in this reality, you need a point of reference, but not everywhere. Um Maybe good is just good, regardless of what's around it, and bad is just bad, regardless of what's around it. Um, these things could be possible, right? Fear could just be fear, and courage could just be courage, and doubt could just be doubt. Um, these are all things. But in my mind, they're on the same spectrum in some sort of way, and they combat each other in some sort of way. And they're never non-existing, I don't think. At least within myself, they're never non-existing. These things exist within me and they're constant. Oftentimes, I find myself giving in to the doubt more so than the um, confidence. Um, but even so, I move forward. Um, I move forward comfortably, if you get my drift. Um, so even though I may be doing things that are, in a sense successful in others eyes they're not truly successful in my eyes and it goes back to the last episode when i talked about perfection and image um well not the last episode but the one prior to the last um the image of, that we're painting of ourselves the image that we're forming of ourselves the image that we are creating um through our imagination right perfection Whose image of perfection? Whose definition of perfection? And does the image exist? And does the definition truly equate to anything, right? Um, and so I ponder these things. It sounds like it's random pondering. Like, why would you sit down for hours upon hours and waste your life thinking about such things? It doesn't matter. It's not going to get you paid. It's not going to get you fed. It's not going to keep your lights on, right? You know, so it's not going to promote anything. But I think the simple sharing of that thought is so important just to let someone know that someone else is having those ideas, right? Um, someone else is thinking just like you, um, regardless. But these things kind of drive us away from what we want to be, right? The fears drive us away from who we want to be. And so we conform, we fit in line, we go with the wave, we go with the wind because that's what we see all around us. It's very frightening to leave that. It's very frightening to go against the odds. It's very frightening to fail. Um, I should have a house. I should have a family. I should have a kid and I should just work and be happy and content. Um, and yet I find that when we conform to these ideas, it's more trouble than harm, so to speak. There's nothing wrong with going with the grain there's nothing wrong with going with the wind except when you see evil right and the evil is overwhelming the evil is overbearing and now this relates back to the last episode 
where I talked about Krillin, right, from Dragon Ball Z, and I mentioned that humans will always face themselves with the greatest odds that are above the average, above them as a being. And we must confront them without losing our determination, right? Without losing our determination, it's easier said than done. And that's just me being honest. It's easier said than done every time. Let's let's relate it to a simple topic like dating, right? So when you date someone, um, you probably go through a mental battle. At least I did. Um, very few times was I the one not breaking up with somebody or making a decision to not be with somebody or be away from somebody or, you know, the quality of person I want to be with and why that matters. Um, and they're not living up to that quality or they're not living up to that expectation, that image that I've painted of them that, you know, they will never see. And I could never explain because that thing doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> that person doesn't exist except for in my head. And I live with the image of that while accepting what is truly before me. And it may or may not um, be them because we're our own individual with our own makeup, with our own mental um, fortitude. And so while we may think we understand someone, do we truly, truly ever understand someone? But we want to be close and we want to be open to such an idea, right? But it doesn't always work like that. And so when it doesn't work like that, a lot of things can happen, whether good or bad. And we have to make tough decisions based on that. And that's what I mean. That's a breakup, right? Um, it may leave with someone hurt. It may leave with someone not feeling anything. And it may leave somebody in a transformative state. And it may leave somebody static. Um, these are not things that we can control. These are not things that we can manipulate, so to speak. But they are things that we must confront um, with ourselves and with each other. Um at some point and if we don't we run into other things right we run into other issues we run into other solutions um and that's doubt right that's confidence right <laughs> it's gaining the confidence to break up with someone it's gaining the confidence to say yes it's gaining the confidence to impress them um throughout Whatever the consequences may be, it's facing those consequences and not fearing them. And so with that in mind, you also have bravery, right? You have courage working with you, supporting you. But at the same time, going against you is possibly the future and the consequences, but also the present and the now um, with doubt. You know, why would you do this or fear? How will they react? What will they do? What will they think of me? Um, you know, you're not always going to have, um, the perfect outcome. You know, you can plan it out in your head, but you can't plan for an individual, right? You can't plan for a person's reaction. You may come close, but it won't be exact. And even if it is exact, and even if it is close, it's not perfect, right? And so when I think about that, when I think like that, um, it really opens my mind just a little bit more uh, to just how unique our world is and just how unique we are um, individually. 
as a collective i often wonder <laughs> as a collective so doubt right it's crazy um so many different avenues already and we're not even halfway done right confidence so many avenues and we're not even done bravery fear different aspects different elements in our lives um when it comes to creating let's go back that route okay um i love talking about creating i love talking about um how it fits into my art normally um when i write um it's to vent just a little bit just a little bit so like it's a little bit of venting but it's also a little bit of you know what can i create what can i say what words can i not use and what words will i use constantly and over again what strategies you know will i implement or break just to so show them that i can get my point across you know um in a lot of sense poetry is abstract right when it comes to grammatical errors and technicalities um I told you guys a time when I was um, in school and this put some doubt in me, but, you know, a teacher told me my format of poetry was um, off. Um, I would go on to publish things, but, you know, also in essays and MLA format, it wasn't perfect. And yet I would go on to publish things. Right. Um, not caring about their rules, not caring about, you know, what they consider to be perfect MLA format. I don't know what that is. Um, professional writing, I don't know what that is. Um, and yet we teach it. We say this writing is bad and that obstructs creativity, but it also builds doubt. But I would go on and get my degree, right? But just think about the battles that that had to go on and had to persist during those moments. I had to worry, like, man, dude, I really want 100. You know, I worked really hard. I put so much creativity. I put so much arguments. I got close, but not close enough. You know, they mark off 30 points auto just for being incorrect in MLA format, which you'll probably never lose. Use. Definitely will lose it. Um, citations. You know, how to copyright. Even though you give credit, you didn't give credit the correct way. More doubt. For no reason. More stress. For no reason. Um, you know, there's a proper way to give credit in writing. I know, right? So many technicalities to just mark you off. So many technicalities to just build more doubt. So many technicalities to just obstruct success, right? From my perspective or theirs, you know? Um... I often wonder how important these things are and whether they're worth doing, getting a teaching degree, achieving a teaching degree, achieving a college degree, publishing a book, you know, and within a blink of a microsecond, um, the earth, the solar system may be gone in what the cosmic universe considers a blink, right? A billion years is nothing to celestial bodies. And it's doomed to repeat, essentially. That's what we've been told, right? <laughs> well, we could all be on a timeline, necessarily. You know, even the universe can be on a timeline. So far, I haven't seen anything not on a timeline. Um, if it exists, it's on some quarter sort of clock, large or small, right? 
And so I wonder about those things um, quite often. And it's a real battle. Um, just the importance of our existence and why we do things and why we enjoy them. And um, it even leaks out into relationships, right? So it's not just limited to creativity and, you know, career choices. It's in our relationships, you know, how worth it are they to us? Um, and how does this affect people? Having these conversations to me are important because some people may be thinking like this and it may force them or convince them or persuade them to operate in a fashion that is unkind um, may force them to operate in a fashion that's unfair right unsettling um, antisocial you know um, these battles that we have mentally about our existence we put them in the back of our head we never have them in schools I think it's important to have conversations like this in school but we shy away from them. We don't want our kids to know about, you know, life and death. And so I think because we grow up unknown, not speaking about the reality of this world, building up this happy-go-lucky and just having that world shatter, it is not only a burden on us, but it's a burden on them, right? It's a burden on the next generation. It's a burden on our mental health. We have been living in a society that promotes, you know, life and immortality. And, you know, I wouldn't even, you know, let me take that back. As I said it, not even a culture or society based around immortality, but a society that is just ignorant of mortality. Right. Um, <laughs> it's funny to think about, but um, in the suburbs, you know, it's a good life of Hollywood in a sense. I think Hollywood marked my high school pretty goddamn accurate, if you ask me. Um, but the consequences are never there. You know, you kind of just learn as you go. And oftentimes I think of the future and, you know, kiddos, right? You know, I eventually want them because, you know. Like a little me walking around would be cool, right? I think I look at kids and I'm like, man, kids are little shitheads, right? <laughs> they are. I was probably a little shithead, a very interesting child I was, right? We'll get to that. We'll get to that, I promise. Um, But I never want someone to be ignorant of the things I was ignorant of. And I was a pretty ignorant fucking kid, all right? I was a pretty ignorant fucking kid. I didn't know a lot. Um, I was sheltered. Um, from a lot of things, um, whether personal or non-personal. I ran from things because I didn't understand things. I got into things because I didn't understand things. Curiosity drives us to so many levels. It gives us a sense of wisdom, though. Um, I've gained a lot, for sure, over the years um, from firsthand experiences. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Um, you can get it in different ways. And I think overall, I've got them in a pretty healthy and safe way, I presume. Um, when it comes to these things, right, um, they do play doubt and confidence because when you struggle with the idea of our existence and why we're here, you inevitably come to the argument the discussion the topic 
the fear of our mortality, our origin point and our end point. What's after, right? We're curious creatures. Um, we hate to see the end of things. I mean, I watch TV shows and they all must come to an end. And yet we bring things back, re re redo things. Um, you know, that's the sad thing about entertainment. Um, it really is stuck in rerun, right? Um, it will be to the point where... <laughs> We're rerunning the same message over and over again. Um, what will I build? You know, I don't know if it's a marathon, but in a sense, I'm not mad at it. Um, I think if we rerun over and over again, we can brainwash. And I think that will eradicate some um, issues when it comes to discrimination, right? You flood the market with things you're not used to, right? You just come in contact with it. And it will eventually become the norm, uh, as all things do. Um, you get bombarded enough, and we will get used to it. It's one of the things we can emotionally and mentally adapt uh, probably faster than we can physically adapt. And physically, I think we're fine. It's mentally and emotionally and psychologically and all those things that we can't see but we can build up is where we need to evolve, right? We need to evolve. And those are things not bound by time um, when it comes to our emotions and thoughts. It's the coolest thing ever. I've noticed how we've evolved um, with our emotions and thought process faster than probably any other creature and honestly faster than any other generation um, of species currently that exists here on the earth. Maybe there may be things here that we don't know that exist that have higher thinking but i haven't seen it and nor do they show themselves so we're gonna have to say it's just us right but i'm open to the idea because in this grand giant universe i just doubt we're the only ones um i just doubt it but if we are that is the most unique thing ever right that is the most odd thing ever which has a possibility um but how do we, you know, understand and ask and have the conversation about mortality and doubt and its connection to our success that we have created and perceived for ourselves? Um, these are things that, you know, we come into an existence and we have to pick the time and place. And is there truly ever a right? place and time you have to choose your words correctly um and you have to choose your presentation <laughs> correctly in this regard you know religion does well you know it gives you an outline pathway i think it's outdated but it gives you something to go with and i think that's something it's something i don't know if it's right but it's something right um is it okay to be unsure? Would we rather live in a lie? Um, would we rather live in denial? I don't know. I can't answer for everyone. I can answer for myself. And for myself, I don't know which is better. Um, so many things bring me pain, right? Um, so many things. And so I imagine so many things bring you all pain. Um, when it comes to doubt, confidence, mortality, creativity, and just the uh, um, truly significance 
you know, significant point of our lives. Um, and we may never find out and we may never feel as though we have achieved what we were supposed to. Um, I feel like that quite often, right? I feel like that quite often. Um, and I think we contribute things that probably have nothing to do with each other. Um, <laughs> I say that often. Um, here, we can go just a little political. Um, it's not going to be a long one like those other ones. But I had a conversation with a friend, all right? And um, he called me. And begrudgingly, he was forcing me into a conversation, right? Um, but I don't want to say that he was forcing me. More so, I appeased his um, his uh, argument and emotions, right? And whether my next statements are accurate or not, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna say it because it's how I feel, right? Um, he brought up two cases to me um, recently that Kyle Rittenhouse guy and um, the Jacob Blake um, incident, and he was like see this is what i'm talking about and he's trying to compare these two cases and i'm like well these two cases honestly truthfully have nothing to do with each other um they're two different the two different instances but i can see where the argument is um when i looked at an image i saw uh it was like a little cartoon kyle rittenhouse was walking with a gun free and the cops were pointing toward jacob blake and he was shot in the back or whatever uh, i think it was like 16 times right I was like, these cases have nothing to do with each other. Um, personally, I think they're both ugly. Um, I told him the only thing that you could say that they have in common is the overall argument that I believe is the issue. And that's the perception of black people, um, the perception of black people. Right. Um, and you say, well, brother, how does this have to deal with doubt? Right. How does the perception of black people have to deal with doubt? And I would say a lot. Um, especially for me, right? Um, if I'm not perfect, I'm not right. You know, if I make one mistake, it's, you know, a possibility to be times 10 worse than somebody else not black. I truly believe that. I feel the same way for Ebbs, right? You know, <laughs> I watched the Dave Chappelle skit. He's like, hey, man, at least I can leave my backpack anywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just a small joke at the reality that you know people question that right um, they've had it pretty bad as of late based solely probably on their origin point in religion right it's a shame it's a shame but um when dealing with things like that you know african americans um in our perception um this goes back whether we want to go back three four hundred sixty forty years you know you, you can pick it's not like it's perfect throughout each one so you can go ahead and pick whatever year you fucking want and uh you tell me when it's um been equal so anyway um, I'm going to choose three to 400 because I'm a historian. So, you know, getting rid of a generation of education for that long is, it's a handicap, right? It's a handicap. <laughs> three to 400 years of education gone, I would say, plays a significant role when it hasn't been another three or 400 yet, right? It hasn't been a century or anything. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry I said a century. I mean, a thousand years, right? It hasn't been another thousand years for that number to be small. And, you know, we're closer to that than it. We're closer to those three to 400 years than a thousand years from now or a hundred year later, right? So hopefully someone's trying to understand what I mean by that.
And so a generation that long without education, a generation that long without wealth, well, somebody's building wealth during that time. Somebody's building education during that time. Somebody's building knowledge during that time. Somebody's building confidence, building an image, emulating that image, emulating that power, emulating that stability. And if it wasn't African-Americans during those three, four hundred years, then who was it? Who was building the perception of who? Because we had no media. You know, we had no voice. We had no reason to the extent that we built our own which was very limited, you know, a lot of doubt goes into that. A lot of fear goes into that, you know, what truly is our existence? Who do we relate to? We can't relate to Africans. We know nothing of our history. We're mixed between 12 to 4,000 different of African races, right? Because we were raped and pillaged by our own people, by Europeans. Um, so we don't know who we are in a sense. But nothing wrong with that. Our origin point is here in the United States now, right? Generation has long passed. Um, we can't look back, no. We can't pinpoint, no. We can get close, but we can't pinpoint. Too many bodies burned, unnamed, lost, unrecorded. Um, probably after the Civil War, yeah. They were probably and most likely afraid of the 40 acres. So you see things like that and you wonder what are we to have a history so brutalized and yet through education almost entirely being wiped out, right? From education. It's crazy. It's crazy. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely changing of terms it starts with changing terms right and that's where we're at. we're at we're just at changing terms right now so there's still some information but it starts there and it only expands right we've already had some omissions right we have omissions omissions i probably don't even know um so we definitely have omissions that that much is clear um because we only paint a certain light um that's how you build nationalism right that's how you build support um for your country when you're building an image or perception but when you're not included in that perception when you're not included in that image right throughout so many years it's kind of hard to build a truly unified country right when it only looks like one thing in our history books i'll let you take a gander of what it looks like and yet we are a country of immigrants right so that plays into doubt right that plays into doubt and so i you know i asked you how do we combat things like that and um i think it starts with education right i think it starts with the images to use um no we don't have a lot of time to teach a lot of things in school but we have enough to hit on a very culturized nation i think i think we do and if we don't have time, I know we have time to make it because we make time, right? Um, some grades and subjects we repeat um, throughout our school year. Maybe take away one of those repeats, right? I think the point of social studies is to build humanities um, knowledge or humanities intellect. Um, I think it's our duty in that class to teach us how to operate socially um not just um through history but with each other 
we should be talking about laws um it should be its own subject there's no reason why government and history should be melded together government should be its own thing philosophy politics should be a introduced course right and how does that all affect doubt and confidence well it builds your knowledge in those subject areas it makes people non-feel for fearful of the unknowns so it creates a better opportunity for them to be involved um, a lot of times people just don't understand and they're too scared to understand and they feel as though they don't have time right yes it starts at home yes it's at home having a good influence but some of us a lot of us don't have that at home we don't have the knowledge so a public education system that's for the people would definitely consider building or at least giving people the tools within their education to be leaders, um, influencers. Um, I don't want to say like activists per se, but activists in the sense of being active in your community, right? A sense of self is very important for combating doubt for combating instability is a sense of self not just within oneself that you can get um, outside of the public school system but a sense of self in the community most most definitely should at the very least come from your public school system right a sense of self within the community hell yeah Hell fucking yes, that should come from the public education system. At the very least. And so with that thought in mind, I I think we can all agree to that, right? I think so. I think those are fucking fabulous things. The kids should know, because this used to be a thing, right? This used to be a thing. You could learn about taxes you could learn about voting you could learn about um setting up voting polls and things like that right how to conversate how to argue how to debate all right these are things that should be at the fundamental level and should be um exercise in application at the higher levels high school we should be getting high school students out into the world. They shouldn't be in a building all day. It's almost like a factory, right? I always say go back to robots. And the public school system, in a sense, is robots. Test. Test. Circling. Bubbling in. Single file line. Bell schedule. You graduate your certificate. Hey, you officially know how to work. Congratulations. But they do not know how to be active. All those skills to work and are not active in the community at all. They feel as though working is the number one thing. And it is, right? I don't have time to vote. I need to work. I don't have time to vote. I have a daughter at home. I don't have time to work. I have a son at home. I don't have time to work. My grandmother's ill. All right? There's a lot of factors, right? I'm late. I don't have time. I can't take the day off. It's crazy. Yeah. The American thing isn't to be active in policies. It's to be working, right? And I feel like having a working mentality is great. I think it's the best goddamn thing you can have. You know, 
man or woman you know adult or kid knowing how to work and not giving up is only part of it though it's only part of it because if you're just a worker you're not a thinker right you need to be a thinker too otherwise you're a robot as well as a human can be a robot anyway so I think I should explain why I think doubt exists if someone solely works and I'll do my best to explain um, but think about this and I'll think about it too because I'm going to have to right when it comes to a worker you know you have the ability to do what's being told and you don't know exactly the quality um, you may have a reference um, you may have an image given statistically emotionally verbally to you well it takes away your own image of something it takes away your creativity because you're creating something for somebody else right you're doing something based on someone else's standard right and they can tell you whether or not it's good or bad and you will have no choice but to agree to that because it is not yours you may have questions about it you may have doubts about it right all right oh look we already hit one doubt but it's not yours altogether it's theirs so in a sense there is a sense of degree that you have to follow that in a sense when you work for someone you are giving up something you're giving up your time Right. You're giving up some of your rights so that you can earn that money. And that's OK. It's OK to do that. We all have done it. Right. We've all started there. Hell, slaves and historically speaking in the United States didn't even have a choice to give that up. Right. Their doubts, rather their confidence, their courage, you know, left with the two honestly but never never not without the other two but fear and doubt were empowered within them for sure was empowered within them and so confidence and bravery had a low amount um this is probably the highest it's been and yet there's still tragedy happening but we do have the power to fight back when it comes to the weapons and tools within the system itself and though twisted and bent it's there for us to use and we'll make the most like we've always done right and so there's some confidence in there but there's some doubt when you're hung up on the gallery news art museum is what i call it <laughs> now <laughs> and so you can't help but have a bit of fear you can't help but have a bit of doubt um being african-american and thinking about man if we go any further we'll be back to where we started you know it's hard to see that, but um, it'll just be more than African-Americans this time. I tell you that much. <laughs> it'll be more than just us if we keep going the route we're going because um, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. All the things that are happening um, right now. But that's all I'll say on that matter, particularly. But we should know that it's a rabbit hole and it's a slippery slope. And if we're not careful. We'll slip pretty fucking far down it. Um, and who knows how far it'll or how long it'll take to get back up and shoot how far it will take to go as well um so that is a good indication of workers in doubt right you're giving up a lot uh, for some paper willingly of course willingly 
I think that's the best way to give up things willingly. I don't think you'll ever be forced again to give up things. Honestly, it'll be willingly or unknowingly so ignorant of the matter. Um, distracted on the matter. Um, fear and doubt can cause a lot of distractions. It can cause us to be tired and lazy and not want to look and turn away. Um, we don't want to see the problems in our sports. We don't want to see the problems in our movies. We'd rather it be on its own station that we can mute and turn away. Um, this is not just a message for minorities. I mean, majority population, but the minority population as well. We're guilty of it, right? We're guilty of it. It's easy nowadays because it's no chains and whips, right? Um, to turn away from such problems, to act like they don't exist. But deep down, we know they do because they weigh on us that the moment that a minor situation arises, fear and hesitation and heart rate goes up, right? Um, confusion. Am I the next one? Am I that one, two, five, ten percent? Right? I don't know. How big is a 15% in my head? You know, I just don't want to be the one. It doesn't matter if it's 0.05%. I don't want to be the one, right? Um, going against that or going with that statistic. Um, it's crazy to think about, but it's a real issue. It's a real problem um, with us. Um, and yet it's a driving force. You know, when I think about it, um, I think about, man... I get pulled over and it's the wrong one i mean that's it what do i leave the world with you know i don't think about going to prison um it's possibility but um i think more so than anything is death is a possibility um advertised on a gallery media art uh, art gallery media or not um it's it's crazy out there man when it comes to um our lives very serious um and um, I have very high doubts that any one of my white friends would be there to support me. Isn't that crazy that I think that my closest friends would not be there on the right side when the matter counts, right? Um, and that's important. That's important. I think so. I don't tell them that, but if they listen now, they know. And that's okay. I can admit my thoughts here, right, to my podcast. But... I don't have doubt that they mean well. <laughs> I don't doubt that they care, right? Um, so, but it's clear that um, change is needed. Um, this doubt will undoubtedly be here until then, right? At least at this level, until those things change. And I'm okay with that situation for now. Um, it's easy to live in comfortability. It's easy to turn my head and work on my creative art. And that's why I'm okay with it because it drives me to create. It drives me to be successful as much as possible because, um, when the future generations look back, I want them to say, Hey man, um, he wasn't just black. He was a teacher. More importantly than that, he was a humanitarian. And more importantly than that, he was an artist. <laughs> um, he created things uh, for us to look at, to see how far we can achieve, so much we can do in a lifetime. 
um, with all his faults, with all his faults, right? I want that. That's what I want. Um, it'll last but a blink of an existence in the universe, but it would have existed, right? Even if it was erased and no one heard it, it would have existed, right? It's not a pink elephant. It was just lost. Pink, invisible elephant. Pink, invisible rhino. Whatever. Crab, lobster, husky. It was lost. And things like that. Um, on the other side of things, there's doubt equal. You know, those same reasons are the same reasons why I doubt, right? It's but a blink of existence. They may last. They may not. They may not be seen. So who cares? I don't know. <laughs> but the battle uh, rages on. I want people to care. Rather, I want certain people to care. But I'll never truly know. Um, I doubt as well as my confidence is high. Um, my friend Misha told me something pretty incredible about um, a term. And I can't regurgitate everything, but I was listening. Um, I understood it. I loved the term, actually. It was called emotional intelligence. And I thought, man, that must be me because, you know, when it comes to emotions, I'm so attuned and it drives me to do things more so than other things. You know, um, I was working out. I do enjoy working out, by the way. Um, I was forced to do sports but there's nothing wrong with that it was fun <laughs> i eventually learned to love it you know um it made me stronger as a person i will say just much as um, anime and manga made me strong as a person right and so um living through those things um emotional intelligence i thought man um this is me and so the other day when i was working out Martin, um, another good friend, um, he's so technical, scientific with it. I'm like, man, he must have a very like numerical mind or a scientific mind and um, in a different way. I, I feel as though I have a scientific mind just in a different way, right? <laughs> and I was telling him and Jeff, I was telling him, man, it's crazy that I was so good at logic and ethics and stuff like that in school. But as soon as you put numbers in, I would just struggle. And I'm like, why can't I operate on numbers? And you do it so well, but it's not just that, but it leaks into your functionality, your physics. And then you look at me and I'm so whimsical and I'm, I'm waving my hands in the air when I'm bounding. And he's like, he's like, yeah, do it like that, but don't wave your own. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's probably not efficient, right? And I'm just waving my arms. To me, I'm fucking flying, right? <laughs> I'm bounding uh, off the balls of my feet and having them point up. And he's like, what are you doing? Right. And I'm like, Bro, I'm my bad. <laughs> I get into the moment, you know, I enjoy it. It's always like that. I remember um, football, right? Um, I'm in the background and everybody's sitting there and it's quiet and it's hot as balls in Texas. So, and balls are hot. All right. That, that pelvis area right there, it's hot. It's like a hundred degrees. Right. So, or something like that. It's pretty fucking hot, but it's not, it's like fever level, but it's just warm right there. Right. Warm pocket. I put my hands there when I'm cold and I get cold pretty fucking easily. Right. Um, I go to school in a hoodie all the time and, and teach because it's so cold, but, um, everybody knows me. I'm having a hoodie. It, 
it's perfect because I can get into, like, I can hide away from the dress code <laughs> just a little bit, just down just a little bit when I had a hoodie on. Just zip it all the way up because it's like a zipper hoodie. It's weird. It's not a jacket, but it's like, it stops the midpoint. So I know it's not a jacket. It's a hoodie, but it just has a zipper. It's in between. They were confused a little bit. <laughs> I call it a jacket when I'm there, but it is a hoodie. Um, anyway, the point is, I, you know, it's uh, comfortable, <laughs> essentially, but um, oh my goodness, I may have actually lost that thought. Uh, it's gone in the ether now. Um, I got excited, too excited, right, about that hoodie and telling you that story. But anyway, let's get back to the uh, main plot. This will just be a thread that may or may not show back up again, right? Um, but we were discussing like just the importance of technicality and just the importance of functioning, right? And I can't do that, right? I, I'm at a whimsical level. I let myself go. My emotions throw over me. And so I have to think about it. And um, it just made me really happy to see that, you know, my friends um, show different intellects, different capabilities um, that I don't have. And it's good. It makes me admire them. Um, but I am, I guess, what you call a emotional intellectual, right? That sounds so fancy, right? <laughs> it's definitely not scientific. I'm willing to admit that. But, you know, it's me, right? Um, I do operate mostly on an emotional level. And I imagine um, a lot of people do. It's not like we're detached from the other side of statistical intelligence and stuff like that or scientific, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's all science to me. It's whether or not we understand it and can put a name and label and measurable and and measure it right um so these things like that are very important to me and um i think they all should be important to all of us sometimes we are more attuned with the other side and the emotional side and that's okay right we need a little bit of both we need a balance um what that balance is i don't know but it definitely starts with finding out with a conversation right a discussion a true sit down of it um and so we need to not forget that some things aren't measurable right now but they're still worth discussing they're still worth having those philosophical debates um with the entire student body not a club um but some people don't want to learn those things right we reject it we in no we don't envy it but we definitely are disgusted by it and i think um that's a no you shouldn't be disgusted by it you should accept these conversations um be a part of them because we're definitely more than you know numbers but we definitely are numbers <laughs> but something more as well it seems that way um sometimes but with that um that concludes that portion right that concludes that topic that discussion um i think we touched on workers we touched on creativity we touched on careers um, we even had a little side story about sports <laughs> and just how those play in it um there's so many things that can affect us, so many things that um, show us who we are and um, the moment um, that we're born into, but we'll go through, right? And uh, we're going to have defining moments that test our character. And 
when it comes to character, I don't truly know what is the defining character of a person, but I truly feel it's someone that doesn't disrupt another person's character, right? And yet we struggle with that altogether. Um, and that's a different topic for sure. But I really wanted to say this on the podcast before I ended it. And that's we're all going to face something um, that troubles us, that stops us, that impedes us. And we may not always overcome it. Um, it may stop us against our will or with our will. Um, and a lot of times before the day begins, um, after any tragic event or during a tragic event, um, and we survive it, it will be us, right? We are the first ones because that experience is with us entirely and it has made a new self, right? And that self we must acknowledge and conquer. Um, I don't know how we do that, but for sure, um, either discussing with yourself or someone else will definitely help. Um, That doubt can be and will lead to very destructive things right and do destructive things for us unless we acknowledge it um as a part of us um oftentimes some people don't get that opportunity you know oftentimes this life doesn't grant that and so when we have that opportunity because for all we know this is all we have we should try to make the most of it right um make the most of it um and that's not to say I've conquered it. It's to say I have it, right? I understand it with you all, you know. So take time out for yourself. Even when you think you don't have time for yourself, take it out. Do something for yourself, your career, your health, your friends, your family, your loved ones, essentially. If you don't have any loved ones, try and go and make some. I promise you the world isn't that bad. Um, it's bad. Trust me, when you go out looking for loved ones, you'll find some that will make you hate them. You never want to experience them again, right? So, and there are some that'll make you run back and forth. You don't understand why, and that's okay because life is full of experience, right? Life is full of those notions, right? You should experience those to see who you are because you won't know unless you try. You won't know unless you do it. So don't be fearful. Um, and when you are fearful, do your best to conquer that fear. Um, don't let doubt rule you. Right? Build your confidence slowly but surely if you have to, but at least try to build it. Um, just know when you come to the faithful idiot, <laughs> I'm going through the same battle. But with that, I thank you all for coming out and listening. If you're able to listen. Um, ourselves will be our biggest enemy after so many things so don't forget that more than anything but you will have bigger enemies than yourselves at some point and i know that sounds like a contradiction but like i said we're full of hypocrisy and we're simple but complex a living paradox if you will and that's enough for this show I'd like to thank you again for coming out. Special shout-outs to the Phoenix Armada for producing the background music. Special shout-out to Joseph for being the audio mixer. The information will be below if you would like to come.